Welcome back to the Rose Garden Report podcast. I'm Sean Hyken, the author of the Rose Garden Report newsletter, which you can subscribe to at rosegardenreport.com. Free and paid subscriptions are available. Podcasts you can get on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else that you get podcasts for most episodes. This is going to be one of the ones that is available to paid subscribers only. So if you're listening to it on your normal podcast feed, you're going to get the first 10 minutes or so of it. And then if you want to hear the whole thing, you can go to rosegardenreport.com and sign up for a paid subscription to get this and other exclusive podcasts as well. Uh, I have with me a return guest. He was on last year when they did the Blazers Timberwolves baseball series in Portland, which is sort of, I guess, becoming an annual tradition right now. <laughs> uh, one of my friends on the NBA beat who I've known for a long time, he covers the Timberwolves for the Minneapolis Star Tribune and has for a number of years now and we actually knew each other in Chicago a little bit before that too because uh, I used to cover the Blackhawks and when I was covering the Bulls but uh, Chris Hine what's going on man it's good to be here Sean well, so we have to make the first 10 minutes super juicy and then, oh yeah and then say well, no, the what really we have to do is we have to afterwards. build up to it and then as we're getting to the 10 minutes <laughs> clip it off and do the the uh <laughs> the thing do the uh, really interesting version yes so how close did the timberwolves get on the damian lillard trade talks and then that's gonna be <laughs> when it cuts off. anyway with these two so we're recording this between the two games they played last night we're recording this on a wednesday they played on the tuesday they're playing again tomorrow i don't you know as usually when i have someone on who covers the team that the blazers are playing i don't really talk that much about the games themselves because when you're in a rebuild the game to game stuff does just does not matter at all as you know from having covered the Correct. Timberwolves <laughs> for as many yes. years as you have but the Timberwolves are in such an interesting spot and I think in the spot that I think in a lot of ways is kind of instructive for people who are following this Blazers rebuild they're kind of in they're kind of in opposite spots because the Blazers have been at least for the 10 years that Dame was here, they were mostly playoff contenders every year. And now people are kind of don't, don't really know what to do with themselves with a rebuild. I, I almost wonder, like, you, you know, you've seen this Timberwolves thing evolve. You, I think you took over the beat the year that Jimmy had the blow up and the trade request. Right. And then yep. it's really only been the last couple of years that they've gotten to the place of being a team that, you just expect to be in the playoffs every year, which they haven't been since Kevin Garnett's peak back in the early two thousands. So like, what, like what has that been like for you to watch, you know, the fan reaction and kind of, kind of the, the interest evolve locally from where it, you know, where it was when you first got on the beat, when they were still kind of seen as this like doormat franchise to now they're just one of the, I believe right now they have the best record in the West, but they do. They're, yeah. They're so one of the better teams. It has been, uh, this is my sixth season on the beat. And as you, as you said, my first year was the year that Jimmy kind of forced his way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of started this whole process. Essentially um, Tom Thibodeau gets fired that year. He who was also the president of basketball ops. They bring in Gerson Rosas uh, during that, at the end of that season to oversee basketball operations and Gerson then proceeded to do a full teardown of the team. And at, by, by the following season's trade deadline, everybody except Carl Anthony Towns and Josh Okogie was gone. 
and, and was a different player. The whole roster had turned over by that point. Um, he trades for, uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell. He trades, uh, he traded Robert Covington and turned that into um, Malik Beasley, uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Jared Vanderbilt, and a first round pick. And that's gonna that's an, that was an important trade in the in the course of Timberwolves history that I don't think the fan base even realizes how important that was. The the Wolves were 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 kind of roundly criticized at the time for not getting enough for Jimmy Butler, and that's true. They should have gotten more for Jimmy Butler, but they did get Robert Covington in that deal, and then they turned Robert Covington into those players who then became Rudy Gobert. Uh, in a later trade, and then that first round pick that they got helped them turn that into Jaden McDaniels in the following draft. So that kind of set the that kind of set the tone for for part of the rebuild here and part of where they're at right now. Um, they they kind of bottom out that year, and uh, you know that's the the COVID year. The season gets shut down. You know, they don't they're one of the teams that doesn't go to Orlando because they were on the outside looking in, um, but they get the number one pick and Anthony Edwards comes in the door. And from there on out, you know, it's just kind of like with Wolves fandom, as I've come to learn in covering this beat, but not being in this market, uh, you know, for an overly long time. This has always been kind of Timberwolves fandom since Garnett left. It's kind of hoping that whatever rebuild is taking place or what you're building towards is going to click and is going to set in, right? Whatever, whatever iteration of this, the, the wolves have tried over the years with, you know, Kevin love, then they draft Carl and they have Wiggins, you know, and, and then the Jimmy thing blows up. It's like nothing ever took. This seems to be the first time since Kevin Garnett, that like with Anthony Edwards at the number one pick and then, you know, kind of to a lesser extent getting Jaden McDaniels and getting him locked up long-term that you can see the future and you could see what the next 10 years or so of this franchise will kind of look like. Could look like. Could look like, right. Now it's not going to look like what it looks like this year. Um, This year is, I think, and we get to this, it's a unique year for them and they're going to face a lot of challenges in the off season trying to keep this band together if they want to. Um, But when you have Anthony Edwards as a franchise player, you have a young talent like Jaden McDaniels. Um, Those two building blocks, you can do a lot with that. Um, You know, we'll see what kind of the future holds for, for Carl. And, you know, I think there's a lot of questions that just need to be answered the rest of this season as to what this team looks like moving forward. But there, when you start with that foundation, you have to feel pretty good about where you're at for the next decade, and that 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 is something that this Wolves team, you you've never had, you know. And we were talking about this last night. You've never really had kind of like the guy. Um, Carl has been that guy that they've been trying to build around. Um, with Ant, I think you you really really see the superstar potential with him. Well, he's got the personality too for it, which I think is a a thing that as talented as Cat is, I you know that's that's not the he doesn't have that personality that people gravitate towards, and is a guy that like he can he can say something about the coach and nobody takes offense to it, type <laughs> type of thing. Like I've seen I've seen I've seen 
I keep up with Anthony Edwards' uh, post-game quotes, and I see a lot of stuff. <laughs> where I'm just like, if anybody else said that, people would be going crazy about it. But yeah, but, but they have that kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah. Him, and, him and Chris Finch do. Yeah, yeah. He seems like he's somebody that people just kind of everybody, whether it's like the vets, the other young guys, the coach, like people just kind of gravitate towards him, and he has that magnetism. And then when he's also as good as he is. It makes it easy. I want to actually get into the Anthony Edwards uh, thing because he was pretty bad his rookie season, or at least for a lot of it, at least early on. And that was a weird, first of all, so like going back actually even to when they drafted him, that was such a weird draft because that, so this was the 2020 draft. And so this was obviously during COVID when it was like pre-vaccine. So everything was totally virtual they had shut down the college season that year so it wasn't even like teams had a full college season to scout guys off of they couldn't go scout guys in person for most of the season they couldn't even bring guys in for in-person workouts because of all the restrictions on stuff because everything was still totally virtual and there was kind of this group that you know at the the top three it was like people kind of figured that it was you know him Wiseman and Lamelo in some order and nobody really knew who was going to go or you know which of these guys were going to be good and which ones weren't I wasn't really that engaged in the whole pre-draft process that year because the Blazers I believe didn't either they didn't have a first round pick or it was one of those ones that Neil traded for some not you know impact player but I, I forget what the deal was but they didn't have a pick that year so I wasn't super yeah tapped into the all the pre-draft stuff but what do you remember about the pre-draft process and kind of how the Wolves came to the decision to draft Anthony Edwards and how early did they know into his rookie season, which started out pretty rough and then kind of, if I remember correctly, turned around pretty, you know, dramatically, maybe halfway or partway through the, his rookie season yeah. where you started to see like, okay, now he's putting it together. What do you remember? Because the Blazers are kind of going through this right now with, Scoot Henderson, heavily hyped number three overall pick, was pretty rough early on. He was great last night in the first game against the Timberwolves. He's actually put together a pretty good couple of weeks, and I think the sentiment on him is starting to shift a little bit from people being like, this guy was drafted as Dame's successor. Why isn't he lighting the league on fire? So now it's like, okay, okay, I can kind of see what's going on. But, you know, I can see him. Like, like how did all that go early on with not just the pre-draft process, but then just kind of the ups and downs of the rookie season with Anthony Edwards? Yeah, I I actually was thinking a lot about that as I've seen kind of Scoop progress through this season. This has been the free preview of this week's paid episode of the Rose Garden Report podcast, which you can get in full at rosegardenreport.com. If you sign up for the paid subscription, you can get the free episodes, as always, on Apple and Spotify and everywhere else. But the second episode each week is only for paid subscribers. So if you want to hear the rest of this episode, go sign up right now.